At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. People everywhere are starting to listen. It's going on French, British, Italian, Japanese television. This is the Wide World of Weingarten. Wide World of Weingarten, Tuesday, November 23rd. Now with about half as much hair as last week. I think this might be episode 25. I'm not actually sure. This is the third time today I am recording this. The first time my notes, uh, my notes on my other computer right right in front of me, um, it crashed, blue screen of death, I lost everything, had to retype my notes. The second time, I guess I didn't actually press record, so I got about halfway into this and realized I was just talking in front of the screen with nothing recording, so I am here doing this the third time. <clears throat> I really hope that there doesn't have to be more takes than this today because I really don't want to do this fourth time. Three is, three is enough. But uh, very busy week of sports coming up, highlighted with three NFL games and the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving, the Joburg Open from South Africa on the neat, on the new uh, DP World Tour. Um, let's just jump right in. Got got a lot of stuff to talk about. The, uh, the Cowboys, seven and a half point favorites over the Raiders, up from seven earlier today. This is, uh, this is a game where it's Cowboys or pass. I mentioned before, I don't think the Raiders have a lot of wins left in them this season. I, like everybody else, teased the Cowboys down. I teased them down to minus one with the Rams plus eight on Sunday night. Um, those lines are gone. I would still tease the Cowboys down to minus one and a half, which I actually did. I expect that to be a very popular teaser leg on Thursday. It's just a question of the second side you pair it with. The best options I saw were the Jets at eight and a half, the Colts at eight and a half, although I see that's 
moving a little bit. And then the Dolphins at eight versus the Panthers on a 42 total is the one that I like and the one that I bet. Cowboys minus one and a half, Dolphins plus eight. That's my Wong teaser that's available right now. Um, as far as straight up bets go in the NFL, I bet the Steelers plus four and a half versus the Bengals this weekend. TJ Watt, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, all expected to play for the Bengals on Sunday. In college, I have one game Friday and one game Saturday that stand out to me. Um, on Friday, it's Utah State minus 15 and a half versus New Mexico. New Mexico's coming off a 37-0 loss to Boise State on Saturday, a game where they were forced to play a graduate manager at quarterback in the second half. I'm trying to find out more info on who's playing quarterback this week versus Utah State, but I don't think it's really going to matter. I laid the 15 and a half points. I don't think New Mexico's going to be able to keep up with uh, Utah State scoring, I don't think they have a defense good enough to stop them. So uh, minus 15 and a half, easy lay. Uh, I don't think we're gonna gonna have to sweat this one very much. But uh, you know, I, I happen to lose a lot too. So we'll see on uh, on Saturday. Similar situation. I laid 10 and a half with Southern Miss over FIU in a game that I don't even think will be remotely close to the spread. Um, FIU lost 40 49 seven last week on Senior Night to North Texas and. Butch Davis is coaching his final game at FIU on the road this week. He gave an interview to the Miami Herald last week about how awful he thinks the FIU administration is and how bad they've treated his program, how morale is awful for his players. And I can't expect that they're going to go on the road and really try this weekend. Um, if you watched the game, and I did watch the entire second half because I kept live betting it, I bet the second half versus North Texas. If you, if you watch a North Texas game, you saw they're clearly going through the motions most of the second half. You can't expect this coach staff to really try or really care um, I don't expect them to push it late try to score I would expect one maybe two two scoring drives from FIU the entire game and then Southern Miss basically will do whatever they want um, probably probably see a lot of points scored especially I, I imagine this is Southern Miss's senior night if they're they're playing at, at home um, I think this is going to be a similar situation if you if you have a chance to watch this game, you get to keep an eye on the box score and you see Southern Miss just go up 14-0, 21-0 early, you could probably lay the the live live lines like you could last week versus North Texas. Just keep hitting them. Um, don't necessarily go overboard because I say so. It's your bankroll. My, uh, my risk tolerance is a lot different, but... Um, if this game unfolds at all like it did the the North Texas FIU game, I will just continue to lay the the live numbers against FIU. Over in the NFL, the Colts 41, Bills 15. Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns on Sunday. Um, his Offensive Player of the Year odds down to 3-1 to one at DraftKings, 2-1 to one at BetMGM. If you listened to Friday's show, you heard me talk about betting him for Offensive Player of the Year at 20-1. to one. Happy to be holding... A nice ticket on that right now. He's now a short second favorite for Offensive Player of the Year behind Cooper Cup. And truthfully, like I've said before, nobody knows how to book this award because if they did, a wide receiver wouldn't be a short favorite at this point in the season. Um, there's no value on Jonathan Taylor at at this point at 2-1 to one or 3-1. to one. But if a running back is going to win, it's probably going to be Taylor. Um, this week, you're seeing a lot of media outlets, both big and small, writing about Taylor being an MVP candidate at 20 to 1. I think that's an awful price if you weren't listening and didn't get 20 to 1 on uh, Offensive Player on the Year last week. I would absolutely not bet him at 20 to 1 for MVP this week. That's a terrible number, and it's not a way to make money betting futures, betting stuff after the move. 
you got to get in on this stuff before before stuff happens. And obviously, I didn't know that Taylor would score five touchdowns against the Bills, but um, you know, you, you got to get got to get in on this stuff before that stuff gets priced in. Um, as for the Bills, another loss means the Patriots are legit contenders for the AFC East, and they still have two head-to-head games coming up versus each other. Dawson Knox, back for the Bills lineup, led the way with six catches for 80 yards on 10 targets. I'll look for him anytime for his touchdown props in the remaining games this season. But uh, I think the Bills are very bo- vulnerable to the Patriots all of a sudden. Patriots could win this division. Uh, you know, Two wins over the Bills would, would probably... Uh, be enough to do it, but uh, this is all of a sudden a division that's up for grabs. Ravens 16, uh, Bears 13. Ravens su- survived a week without Lamar Jackson, barely. Uh, Would have been lower scoring if not for Andy Dalton coming off the bench to relieve an injured Justin Fields. Dalton starts on Thursday against the Lions in a game that I will try very hard to avoid having any any real money on. Um, Ravens get the seven and three. Lamar Jackson falls to the back of the MVP race, missing a game. He's still still on the fringe. I'd probably give him similar odds to Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes, probably slightly ahead of them. Um, Bears going nowhere, three and seven. Uh, Nagy might get fired after Thanksgiving. Um, it's a loss for the other teams in the division who will have to compete against a better coach. The Browns, uh, Browns beat the Lions 13 to 10. Lions lose again this time. Tim Boyle started at quarterback, through for a total of 77 yards, two interceptions. Uh, he's not the answer. The Lions don't have a quarterback on their roster that that they feel comfortable starting. That that they should feel comfortable starting. Uh, the Browns, Miles Garrett did nothing. Three tackles, one tackle for loss, and somehow his defensive player of the year odds went from three to one to two to one, which I absolutely don't agree with, especially when you consider Matt Judon on the Patriots still around eighteen to one or twenty to one. Uh, he does everything Miles Garrett's doing, except he's doing it on a team that could potentially be a number one seed, whereas uh, Miles Garrett does it on a defense that uh, gives up 35 points on on the reg so not impressed by miles garrett congratulations for uh you know hopefully this is a season that the browns can say they made the playoffs but i doubt it there's a there's a lot of teams vying for those playoff spots and uh browns don't seem to be anything particularly special this year the uh, Texans 22, Titans 13. Titans have now lost to the Jets and the Texans and then beaten the Rams and the Chiefs. So uh, figure that out for yourself. I don't know <clears throat> what's going on. Uh, Mike Vrabel shouldn't win Coach of the Year just, just because they lost to the Jets and the Texans. Um, it's hard to really like the Titans without Derrick Henry. It's uh, not the same team with Adrian Peterson and Ryan Tannehill throwing four interceptions. A.J. Brown is injured, hasn't had the numbers he's expected to have. Julio Jones has been non-existent. So, um, yeah, that's uh, Titans. I, I don't know. I, a lot of people were saying Titans could be the number one seed. I don't buy it. I think Patriots have a better chance to be a number one seed than the Titans without Derrick Henry. Uh, Vikings 34, Packers 31. Packers lost a shootout. Aaron Rodgers went 23 for 33, 385 yards, four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins 24, 35, 241 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I've gotten some DMs, some questions about Kirk Cousins for MVP um, at 100 to 1, 200 to 1, 250 to 1. People asking me if I like that. Um, I don't. I didn't. Those numbers are gone. He's down to about 40 to 1. Um, so if you grab those numbers, obviously decent grab. That's how you make money on futures is betting big numbers before they move. 
Um, so I can't fault anybody there. I don't personally see Cousins winning, even though if you kind of do a player A, player B comparison, he has similar numbers to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think if the Vikings made the playoffs and Cousins put up elite numbers, I could see him potentially getting some buzz, but I think the best bet out there is Kirk Cousins, Offensive Player of the Year at DraftKings at 100-1. to If a running back doesn't win the Offensive Player of the Year, you could see a quarterback win it as sort of a consolation prize for MVP. Um, and I mentioned before, nobody knows how to book Offensive Player of the Year, so 100-1 um, to for Cousins, I think, is a good bet there, especially if you consider... The fact that if Cousins is going to win MVP, he's likely also going to win Offensive Player of the Year because he's going to have to put up some crazy-ass numbers to do it. So 100-1 to for uh, Offensive Player of the Year is a good bet in my book for Kirk Cousins, but I doubt we're going to really seriously be talking about that down the stretch. And I can afford to bet that because I bet just uh, Jonathan Taylor at 20-1 to last week, so have some wiggle room there. Um, other than that, I don't think Rodgers is going to win MVP. Voters are going to hold the COVID stuff against him. Uh, he has a toe injury, worries me, against the Rams. Both uh, Rams Rams need that, that win to kind of get back on track. So big game this weekend coming up. Um, we'll see what the Packers do here. Don't think Rodgers is going to win MVP. Uh, 49ers, 30. Jaguars, 10. 49ers climb back in the playoff race. Gar Garoppolo continues to hold off Trey Lance. Carried the ball three times this week through zero passes. Uh, Garoppolo, only 176 total passing yards for him, but it was the Jaguars, so he didn't really need to do much. And it's clearly becoming a wasted season for Trevor Lawrence. He's not developing at all. You'd expect some development under Urban Meyer, but 1625, uh, uh, 158 yards, no touchdowns is not great. Um, I think it's time we can all admit Urban Meyer was a mistake. He's hurting Trevor Lawrence's development. He's over his head. He's clueless. The Jaguars have no idea how to run a winning franchise. I'd be surprised if Myers gets a second year. Um, this was just a mistake, and they should start over. The Washington, Washington 27, uh, Panthers 21. Cam Newton played pretty well, scored a rushing touchdown to two uh passing tds panthers uh panthers looking at a narrowing playoff window though with another loss um nobody's winning any awards on either of these teams i don't really feel like i have to talk about them very much uh dolphins 24 jets 17 both of these teams are teaser legs for week 12 that's about all i could say positive about them uh jets might be the worst team in the nfl even though the lions have less wins i think the jets have just been awful um, nobody contending for any awards on either of these teams. Don't have to talk about them. Do have to consider teasing them this week. Uh, Eagles 40, Saints 29. Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, didn't didn't take a look at his odds for scoring twice or scoring three times, but I'm I'm assuming they won't be that high this week after uh, after three three rushing touchdowns last week. Um, didn't didn't throw the ball great again though. And the Saints, Saints couldn't cover the teaser number here, lost by 11. Um, they need Taysom Hill at quarterback. Trevor Simeon is not the guy. The only way he would ever be the guy is if the guy is Jared Goff. Um, I don't think Trevor Simeon is a NFL quarterback. Uh, the Eagles, the Eagles keep playing better than their odds give them credit for. But uh, check out their schedule going forward. 
they finished the season with at Giants, at Jets, Washington Giants, at Washington, and a Week 18 home game versus the Cowboys. And there's nothing more exciting than a Week 18 Eagles-Cowboys home game. Uh, they just need to win five of their next six games and beat the Cowboys uh, Week 18, and the Eagles are in the playoffs. So uh, Eagles plus 120 would would be uh, to make the playoffs would probably be my bet here. But I think you'll you'll make more money uh, if you op- if you do open open money line parlays and roll them over week after week. Um, I think if if you think like I do that the Eagles make the playoffs, um, I think it's a much more compelling uh, number to lay the money lines against these uh, these really bad teams going forward. And then you'd have to to take the Eagles money line against the Cowboys. The only reason I wouldn't necessarily bet plus 120 is because i expect the eagles would probably be slight dogs week 17 to the cowboys in a win and you're in situation so you're, you're basically going to get a better price on the eagles money line week 17 but uh, i do think the eagles can potentially make the playoffs with their remaining schedule um you know only losing one more game is not out of the question i think that would get them to 10 or potentially even 11 wins uh so so yeah don't count the eagles out yet and now we can uh, we can take a quick break here. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. 
Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Bengals 32, Raiders 13. Raiders didn't score a touchdown until the late late fourth quarter. Uh, Raiders currently 5-5, five and five, and after Thanksgiving versus Cowboys, they are probably going to be 5-6. and six. Then they play Washington. Uh, back-to-back at Chiefs and Browns, Broncos at Colts, and then Chargers to finish the season. That's three road games in four weeks and only one remaining game versus a losing team on the schedule for the Raiders. I don't see very many wins left. Um, over one, maybe two wins would be uh, be pushing it. I think the adjusted win total this week, it's 7.5, 110 at DraftKings. I would bet under 7.5 without blinking. I liked under eight and a half last week. I think seven and a half minus one ten is a great bet. Um, like I said, I will I'll keep rolling these bets over next season on the Raiders under again, unless for some reason between now and then they hire a competent GM and crush this upcoming draft, which I think is highly unlikely. They just don't have the talent to replace the uh, the last couple of years of poor drafting, and it's it's going to be a while before the Raiders really fix their uh, fix their you know everything going on. Um, so yeah, under seven and a half, if you have DraftKings, that's, that's a great bet on an adjusted win total. Um, I don't think they're, they're going to get close to seven and a half wins. Uh, Bengals, their schedule going forward does them no favors. If they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to do it the hard way. Next three weeks, Steelers, Chargers, 49ers all come to town. Then they go to Denver, play the Broncos on the road. Terrible spot, playing at altitude. Back home for Ravens, Chiefs, back-to-back, and then finish the season versus uh, division rival uh, Cleveland Browns. That is a very tough schedule. I would actually bet the playoffs. Uh, Bengals, no playoffs at plus 100. I like that. Um, if they do somehow make the playoffs and and do well over their remaining schedule, I think Zach Taylor is going to get some serious coach of the year consideration. So uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Bengals to miss the playoffs here. Um, and then there's Jamar Chase, who is falling behind in the offensive rookie of the year race. He was looking really good, and then Mac Jones started winning games. And then truthfully, it just comes down to the fact that quarterback wins are more important than any stat that Jamar Chase can or will put up. Um, If you do like Jamar Chase and you think he's going to continue to play well, I would just bet him to score anytime touchdowns every game the rest of the season. Um, You can win those anytime touchdown bets, and Mac Jones can still be the offensive rookie of the year. As, as well as Jamar Chase is going to continue to do, I don't think he's more valuable than a quarterback that wins games and potentially a division-winning rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Uh, Chiefs 19, Cowboys 9. Cowboys lost, but they held the Chiefs to only 19 points, which is positive. Neither quarterback did anything to put themselves ahead in the MVP race. Micah Parsons, two sacks, 12 quarterback pressures. First guy to do that since 2019 when J.J. Watt and one of the Bosa brothers had 12 pressures in a game. The uh, defensive rookie of the year race, basically over. 
Parsons looks like a great draft pick by Dallas. Game-changing pass rush linebacker. Um, great, great draft pick. Uh, I, I don't think anyone's going to beat him at this point with the stats he's putting up. No one's coming close as a rookie on defense. So that's probably out. Um, Diggs, uh, Trevon Diggs, still a contender for defensive player of the year. Didn't have an interception this week, but... Uh, was part of a defensive backfield that held Patrick Mahomes to only 260 yards, no touchdowns and interception. That's that to me is still more impressive than whatever Miles Garrett's doing in Cleveland. Uh, Chiefs, they're back from the brink, seven and four, fighting with the Chargers for the AFC West. I still think their ceiling is a wild card loss. I'm not convinced they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, Cardinals, Cardinals 23, Seahawks 13. Cardinals look like one of the best teams in the NFC, and Cliff Kingsbury looks like a coach of the year contender. Kyler Murray missed another game. He's not going to win MVP now that he's missed three games. Um, I, I don't think that's that's going to fly this year for MVP, so thanks for playing, Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson threw for 207 yards, no touchdowns. I think it's safe to say he rushed himself back a little bit too early from a hand injury. Geno Smith could put up 207 yards and 13 points here. Um, Pete Carroll looks like he's burnt out. He kind of walked out on his press conference after the game. I'd be surprised if uh, Carroll and Wilson are both back next season. Uh, one of them, one of them's got to go, um, and they both they both realize it that that they're both one of them has to to move on from Seattle. And I think it's going to be Pete Carroll at this point, um, especially with his old job USC sitting open. And, uh, you know, knowing that USC could pay him 12 or $14 million a year to kind of be the CEO of the USC program. Uh, if you have accounts offshore that are offering the next USC head coach market, I bet Pete Carroll at 125 to one. I think I bet 200 bucks on that. I think, uh, I think it's too high. And if, uh, if, uh, if you're Pete Carroll, you have to be at least thinking in the back of your head that the USC job, your old job where they love you is open and they're willing to pay your salary demands and if you're usc a program that is committed to and addicted to their past would you rather hire um, an unknown would you rather hire somebody not affiliated with the program or would you rather bring back pete carroll the uh the recent golden boy who won your last national championship um yeah, that's how USC thinks. So 125 to 1, way too high, especially if you think like I do that Pete Carroll has to at least be thinking that that's an option. Um, I put a little money on that. The uh, the Chargers, 41, Steelers, 37. It was 27-10 at the start of the fourth quarter, 41 points in the fourth. Uh, not exactly sure what happened there, but it was an entertaining game, and I had some... Uh, had some TD props that, that won, so uh, it wasn't a total loss. But uh, the Steelers played well, considering Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and Joe Hayden were all out on defense. Um, obviously, the fourth quarter, I don't really know what happened there, but uh, both teams gave up a ton of points. Chargers did their best to give the game away, and they're still contending for the AFC West somehow. Um, four touchdowns for Austin Eckler put him in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year, but he's no Jonathan Taylor. If a running back's going to win it, it's probably going to be Taylor, barring some uh, some sort of you know injury going forward. And then uh, Monday night was a pretty boring Monday night game. Bucks 30, Giants 10. Brady threw for 307 yards, two touchdowns. Spent the fourth quarter on the bench. No Vita Vea for the Bucks. Um, this performance, 10 points by the Giants. Got Jason Garrett fired today. 
Um, you know, it's never a good sign when a coaching staff fires a coordinator mid-season. Um, Daniel Jones just doesn't look like the guy. Same same sort of thing with with these other guys. I say aren't the guy. Um, you just got to move on. Some of these some of these quarterbacks are just not getting it done and holding organizations back. Um, if you're Joe Judge, you just can't be excited that your your career is tied to. Uh, Daniel Jones right now if I was if I was judge I'd, I'd want to look at another quarterback I mean these guys just not getting it done Jason Garrett didn't get it done um, Giants Giants really got to start uh, auditioning the guys they have on the roster and seeing who's going to be around next season because uh, this is this is a multi-season project going forward uh, I'm going to take another break again real quick got to scratch my nose at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Welcome back again. We're on to golf. I was right about Dubai coming down to Morikawa versus Rory McIlroy, just like the CJ Cup in Vegas a couple weeks ago, um, except this time Morikawa won. The, uh, the leaderboard had some guys I liked up top. Alex Bjork finished second at 14 under. I, I bet him live, I think, at 80 to 1. It was only 50 bucks, but it was 80 to 1. He got second. Uh, you know, you don't win any money for uh, getting second, unfortunately. Uh, Nikolai Hogard tied fourth, minus 13. He was a guy I liked. Uh, Dean Burmeister finished tied with Rory and Ian Poulter at, uh, for sixth at 12 under. Um, not a bad finish for Burmeister, who's favorite in South Africa again this week. But uh, yeah, story here this week is Colin Morikawa. He ran away with the win and uh, now has 60 starts for his professional career. Through his first 60 starts, he's won two majors, six overall wins, four second place finishes, 24 top tens, only five missed cuts, $18.5 million in, in earnings. Uh, he won the race from Dubai, first American to do so, and he did it only playing like four events. So uh, obviously those major wins, uh, the British Open really played into that and winning Dubai, the final also helped. Um, but he won, he won two majors, his first eight starts. He's 3-0-1 in the Ryder Cup. And he did all this while being an inc inconsistent putter. So, um, Colin Morikawa is the best iron player in the world. Congratu congratulations to him for crushing golf, crushing life, crushing the European tour season. Um, we'll, we'll be seeing more of him on the, the PGA tour when, uh, when they get to Hawaii in January. And now the, uh, the European tour season is over, but fortunately this is golf. So the off season isn't really longer than a couple days and we have the uh the joburg open from johannesburg south africa starting wednesday night uh, first thing to note here johannesburg is at 5700 feet altitude 5700 feet um the ball will travel farther here it helps all the players but especially helps the big drivers who can reach par fives and par five scoring here is going to be the key to shooting low uh, Dean Burmeister, who I've mentioned a couple times over the last couple weeks, is the favorite here after a top six finish in Dubai last week. Uh, he's between seven to one, eight to one. I've seen uh, he's been playing well, but this is also his fourth tournament in four weeks with uh, South Africa, followed by a two week, you know, flying flying to Dubai, two weeks in Dubai, flying back to South Africa. It's no uh, no quick trip really. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he missed cut here at Ram Park where he, uh, he's missed cut two of his last four events. So, um, I was joking this morning when I was first doing my notes that there's no such thing as a make the cut, miss the cut market, but DraftKings actually does have make, make the cut, miss the cut odds on the Joburg open. So thank you to whoever is putting these up. I bet Dean Burmeister missed the cut at 350 plus 350, three and a half to one. Um, after winning South Africa uh, at South African PGA Tour four weeks ago, like I said, he flew to Dubai, played back-to-back -back tournaments, finished tied 44th, tied sixth. Now he's flying back to South Africa to play at altitude on a course where he's missed the cut two of his last four times playing. Um, plus 350, I thought just a good, good number. Um, so I bet that I bet Justin Harding to win at 30 to one. Cause I always bet Justin Harding. Um, I just think 30 to one is pretty high considering, uh, after he won in Kenya earlier this year, he was always one of the, 
one of the favorites uh, on the European tour when they went to Spain and uh, England. He was always like 10 to 1, 15 to 1. So all of a sudden seeing, uh, seeing him 30 to 1 here on a uh, less competitive field at altitude is interesting. Um, so I bet him 30 to 1. I bet Marcus Helene Clyde. I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. He's a Challenger Tour graduate at 40 to 1. Um, surprised his odds were this low in an event where, uh, you know, the field is probably uh, less less impressive than the fields he's usually competing in um, on the Challenger Tour. Uh, farther down, I bet Daniel Galvin. Daniel Ga Gav Galvin's or Gavin's? I think it's Daniel Gavin's. I have to look that up. At uh, 66 to 1. He was a recent winner on the UK swing this last year on the European tour. I thought I was getting a good number at 66 to 1. It's a little lower at Bookmaker right now. And then even farther down, I bet Martin Vorster at 200 to 1. At 13 to 1 to be a top 10 finisher. He's uh, currently been bet down to uh, 150 to 1 at DraftKings and he's 150 to 1 at Betfair. If you could beat that uh, 150 to 1 number, I'd bet it. If you want to bet 150 to 1, I can't stop you. I don't think it's necessarily as good as 200 to 1. I also don't necessarily think he's going to win because Martin Vorster is making his first pro start after winning at Rand Park here as an amateur a couple months ago. I just think 200 to 1 for a guy who's won on this same course um, recently is is a, a lot, but you do got to keep in mind that he's an amateur making his first pro start. Um, other guys I liked with long odds that I haven't bet yet is uh, Thurston Lawrence, Andre Leeser, um, Lise, yeah, it's Leeser, I believe. Um, all the guys I mentioned would also be DFS options. Um, haven't looked much at DFS for this event, but it's interesting. I kind of want to. Um, but yeah, those those are my bets so far this week. As you could see, there's a lot of stuff going on. I bet I bet some futures. I have some college sides. I have some NFL stuff. I have some golf stuff. Um, but yeah, a lot of lot of info here to go through in about 30 minutes. So uh, enjoy, and you know, I'll be back probably tomorrow. Thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.